guys, welcome to Our Christian Viewing Experience. That is what we're called. (laughs) Yeah, happy uh, holidays. Happy holidays. Merry uh, (laughs) Christmas. Christmas. Happy Festivus. Uh, Yes. Kwanzaa is a thing. Yes. Is a thing. What is it? Frostmas. What? What is it from? From uh, I almost said Spider Man Three. From Santa Claus Three. Martin Short. What is it? What is it that? It might be. I don't remember Jack Frost that tries to replace specifically. Christmas with... No, nah, he leaves it as Christmas, but, like, he says something weird. I don't know. I don't remember that movie well enough. But uh, <laughs> now that you're here and listening to this nonsense, this week we're talking about specifically mm-hmm. Rudolph mm-hmm. and A Christmas Carol. Mm-hmm. So you're welcome for that. <clears throat> yeah. But the whole idea is that we talk about secular media and we pull some Christian idea or idea about God in general, or more specifically the gospel, and we pull some kind of idea out of it so that you guys can take that and hopefully understand God better and the Bible better, but even more so be able to bring those things into conversations you have with your co-workers or friends and and use us as a tool to, to evangelize. Um, so that's what we're doing here. But first, Elias, how was your week? I have just hung out with people this week. I did most of my Christmas shopping. Oh, yeah? Um, yeah. That's pretty early, man. And, uh, well, that's the point. <laughs> um, and uh, I want to see it. And I was like, did some searching to see if I uh, get any like uh, insurance stuff. Like, if I could get insurance to, like, cover any, like, last-second medical stuff before the end of the year. Because it's, like, I'm pretty sure it's year by year. And so I just wanted to, like, see if I could, like, slide in to get, like, a random dental cleaning or something. I don't know. Like, just whatever whatever I can milk out of my policy. Oh, I need new contacts? Sure. Sure. <laughs> just want to see if I, what, I, what I can drain. So, yeah, really great week for you. Pretty amazing. Very, obviously, Did you, super did you watch anything? Have you watched Shang-Chi? Have you? <laughs> hey, man, this is really awkward. How mm. was your week? <laughs> <laughs> My week's been pretty good. Yeah. Uh, this past weekend, I went to a wedding. Oh, and yeah, yeah. And a baby dedication. Mm-hmm. And like I a, know, because your wife texted me about and that. Like a sending party, because uh, the couple who had the baby dedication are also leaving the country. So that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so now we have the big now. Uh, <laughs> they were like, we don't know what to do with this. But yeah, pretty average week, honestly, but it was fine. Yeah. Uh, by the time of recording it was, or release, mm-hmm. I will have gone back to Indianapolis and, and done my recording sessions for my zoo podcast. Yeah. Uh, for the Indianapolis Zoo. So yeah. look out for that, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, gonna have a good de- time in Indy. I'm pretty pretty excited. My wife is going to be able to pet an elk, and we paid to do, be able to do it on this trip. But mm-hmm. and we're gonna get a painting made by an elephant. So yeah, your wife does love elephants. Yeah, she is obsessed. <laughs> Where does Dumbo fall on her like favorite movie list? Uh, Dumbo the movie, not, not very, very high. high. Yeah, Dumbo the, the entity, icon, <laughs> very high. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> it is an adorable elephant. Yes. Yeah. So. So. 
I, I, we just watched the Sonic 2 trailer. Mm-hmm. You're excited. Very. But I, ha- I have a rather emotional question for you about oh. Sonic. Oh, no. <laughs> that, that I was, I didn't, I don't have a personal opinion about this. But I you know, know I'll have a You do, and I learned about it this week. So who is your preferred voice actor for Sonic? Oh, dude, I'm so glad you asked me this. Um, so there, okay, so like, that's the great thing about Sonic. Whereas like with Mario, it's Charles Martinet. Yeah. It's good old Chucky. Yeah, but. That's the only There's option. different voices, that's fine. But like, you have a preferred voice and you know you do. <laughs> I do. And, um... Apparently people get really heated about, like, what's the true voice of Sonic. The true... Whoa! (laughs) Come on, Tails! No, I, um... Is it Urkel? (laughs) Is it Urkel? Urkel goes pretty hard as Sonic. Was he ever in a video game? I don't think he was. I don't think so. (laughs) It's fine. Anyway, continue. Um, But no, no, no. Uh, Roger Craig Smith. Is that the modern one? That's a more modern one. Current one? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think so. Yes. Um, I, I well, I, I I say modern because he actually just stepped down because they're doing a new Sonic show, like Netflix exclusive. No, but he's still then, the video game voice. N- n- no. Yeah, I learned about it this week, my dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, I learned about it, and oh. he there was some kind of announcement that he was stepping yeah. down, and then like. Four months later, he's like, I don't know what that was about. I'm still Sonic. I don't know what that's about. <laughs> hmm. My relationship with Sega is wonderful, so you guys got nothing to worry about. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. Well, that's great. I, I didn't I didn't know I think that. maybe animated Sonic will have a different voice, but he's definitely still video game voice. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> oh, I can I can I can rest easy then. Um But no, I uh I really, I really like him. Uh, Ryan Drummond, who was uh, Sonic for a good, a good amount as well. Um, I, I like that guy, Jason Griffith, good guy. But Roger Craig Smith, he's just, he's been doing it since two thousand ten, I want to say. Okay. But anyway, yes. Yeah, this question did not per- give me the entertainment value I wanted it to. I thought you were going to get really heated. <laughs> no, 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 no. A very, a very, like, passionate opinion about no, this. No, I do have a very... The, the problem is that you don't have one. So, <laughs> so I can't can. tell you wrong. <laughs> no, because, like... I don't have here, an Here's opinion. my thing. What, from the voice clips I listened to mm-hmm. when I was learning about this yeah. apparent controversy... It's a big one. I liked the, the first voice that on video game yes uh that was like on like the nintendo 64 like that generation yes i liked that voice better than the modern voice yeah but like for for cartoons yes. i think roger craig smith does a really good job he fits like the comedic styling better but like, yes i like that first voice like just in general more so when ryan drummond oh oh nine years ago talk about low budget flights no food movies i'm out of here i like 
<laughs> that that is in my head. That is the. De- I, I don't know if we're gonna keep that in the podcast now. Anyway, but Ryan that, Drummond the... is the definitive voice of Sonic in my head. Yeah, but when you hear Sonic, you hear that. I hear yeah, but that's not... I'm out of here. You're too slow, Tails. Come that, on, like. <laughs> but that's not who you want it to be. Yeah. 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 No, 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 no. Cause I, I like, I like that. Cause that's a very quippy Sonic. Yeah. You're playing a video game. He's very fun. Yeah. He's very fun. Very like, uh, to stop that egghead. And, and then you just get back to the video game, you know? Yeah. It's, but then for like a show or something like Roger Craig Smith. Okay. Yeah. So that's what, but so that, that's my thing. Video game Sonic, Ryan Drummond all the way. I, ugh, that, that boy. But, um, but Roger Craig Smith has a very good, uh, like voice acting repertoire, and I think he's doing he's doing great. And then obviously Ben Schwartz is doing the movies right now. Yeah, and he doesn't and, sound like very far off at all. No, he doesn't. He has he's, a he's, right, he's a very like, energy. Different, yes, he's a very different like voice wise, very different Sonic. But he definitely hits the voice, and he definitely he he knows the audience he's playing to, and that's all I can ask for. Mm-hmm. Um, well, <laughs> what what's his name? Ben Schwartz. Ben Schwartz. I've yeah. been watching like Ducktales intermediately. Like, yeah two episodes a week whenever I feel like I have time and sure. I, for some reason, am in the mood for it. Yeah. He is the voice of Dewey in yes. that show, and it's practically the exact same voice. Yeah. And, like, it's really weird whenever I, like, take time to think about, like... Think about the fact that the Dewey voice is at all. Hedgehog. Yeah. <laughs> Both blue characters. Yes. <laughs> He's found his niche. Blue. <laughs> I don't want to hear him ever voice blue from Q-Kazoo. No. No, I don't want to hear that. Sorry. You know what? I think he would would probably do an okay job, but it wouldn't be like the energy. He He would have the energy. It wouldn't sound right. No. Even if it fits. Come on! Like, no. He could definitely hit the energy. Mm -hmm. But the voice wouldn't be right. So anyway, the Sonic 2 trailer came out. Mm -hmm. I I love it. Almost know nothing about Sonic lore. <laughs> so just from like Tails' voice, I assume mm-hmm. he, even though he sounds like a she, he he he. Anyway, he is like seems very like way more timid. Yeah, and like less confident mm-hmm. in himself than, and less like yeah happy go lucky mm-hmm. than than Sonic. And he's flying on the tornado <laughs> and. The, and the, and they're going and they're but doing their thing. And that's what... It's all this is that same... correct? <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Okay. As soon as I heard his voice, I was like, that. that is that's, Tails. That's the weird thing about, like, voice acting. Yeah. At least for Sonic, was mm-hmm. that, like, Tails has had way more voice actors and different voices mm-hmm. than Sonic ever has. Yeah. But, like, you know exactly what Tails is supposed to sound like. He's all... Oh, he's all <laughs> Come on, Sonic! Like, yeah, he's... he's a, yeah, like you said, he's just a lot more timid... But, like, he's like, oh, I gotta, uh, my boy is in trouble. <laughs> and so he's like, yeah, my no. be- It's his best friend. Yeah, his best friend. How do you friend. feel about them not knowing who the other, who the other are in this movie? Well, they gotta meet at some point. I guess, but, like, they could have kinda... just, like, been friends in the, the whatever world they came from. <laughs> they could have. Or even have met at some point when Sonic was universe hopping. Yeah, if you remember that weird story detail. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know how I feel about Sonic like becoming a superhero in our world. That doesn't seem right to me. That but... doesn't sound. <laughs> yeah, that's that energy is off. Yeah, that 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 is. But like, it's totally how Sonic off. would do it. 
Yes, yes. Yeah. If Sonic were to be a superhero, that is how he would do it. But, like, at the same time... I don't it, think Sonic would want to be a superhero. No. He'd just be, like, doing his own thing. Sonic is very laid back. And, and Sonic is very, like, and uh, like save the, the house is on fire. <laughs> <laughs> I sometimes save the world, like, every couple of years whenever Dr. Eggman is doing whatever. Yeah, but that's just because it harshes my vibe. Yeah. I can't not, do my thing when... He's Dr. not trying to save the world. He's just, like, this guy's always messing with me, so I... I I put him down for a little bit. It's, it's a matter of principle more than anything. <laughs> yeah, I can't relax like this. Yes. He's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I love him. He's, he's one do you, of... Do you like Brian Craig Smith as Shadow the Hedgehog? Okay, yes. You do? Yes. Okay. I had to, I had to like really like... Because Shadow the Hedgehog got his own uh, video game and he was mm-hmm. a voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so because of... And so but it's way more serious. <laughs> I'm dark and brooding and I hate everything, but it's I the care same for voice my friends. It's the same voice as Sonic, but less energetic and an octave down, but it's exactly the same. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there have been many times where the voice actors were the same person, but it's fine. Uh, anyways... Um, but no, no, no. So for Shadow, I that Shadow the Hedgehog game that you just talked about for the GameCube. This is your favorite game. I had it. I have it, I guess. I played it. Um, it's one of those games that has like a million billion endings, but then like there's like one like true ending. If you get all the endings, you can get the true ending. Okay. Anyway, um, it's really bad. It's <laughs> a horrible game. It's a horrible game. <laughs> but dude. I can think of very few things that were more entertaining to me as a child than you playing that game. And just, I'm Shadow! I'm Shadow! I'm so dark and evil! You never move past the tutorial. Yeah. <laughs> You're just so excited. Guys! I'm walking left as Shadow! Yes. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> okay. There's something about the Sonic the Hedgehog like universe that just unlocks like pure joy in my heart <laughs> and i don't know how that, else okay, to describe that, that pretty much encapsulates like the sonic fandom yeah of like none of them think this is like the best thing ever but <laughs> well, nothing else does it for them like this does no no and that's exactly right like i love i love marvel i love dc I love Star Wars. Like, even video games. You like Mario. Yes. You like Yoshi. Dude, you've seen how excited I've been for Metroid Dread for so long. Yeah. You know? Like... Not enough to buy it, but... (laughs) Did I not buy it? No, you did not. No, I didn't. You're right. have a Switch. (laughs) Right, 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 right. That's right. I didn't get it. I was like, wait, didn't I get it? You played it on my Switch. Yeah, that's what it was. I, I... Played through a, a little chunk of it. Anyway, um, but no, Probably I... a significant chunk of it. Like a little, yeah, a little yeah. chunk. Like you you moved on to the like world the next two. world. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. And there's only six worlds, so... There you go. But no, <laughs> I love these franchises, these things. But there's something about like Sonic the Head... Like I just have to hear that voice. And I... <laughs> and like then, seeing... And I have the same response. A new image is like... <laughs> oh. <laughs> Every time a new game... Because... Oh my gosh. Okay, so... Every time a new game is announced. You're not... You don't think it's going to be good. No. But you're so excited. I'm so <laughs> excited. Like, every new Mario game is really good. And then here's the next thing. Here's the weirdest thing. But you're thing. not excited. So the Sonic Colors game came out, right? The Sonic Colors Ultimate. And it yeah. came out for the Switch. 
And as soon as it got released, the internet caught on fire. You mean the Sonic portion of the internet. the sonic portion of the internet caught on fire Wait, see like i because, saw nothing and you're because, and you're like the internet was exploding <laughs> because i couldn't escape images of people just like walking and then falling through floors like <laughs> and the game just didn't work on like any level and i got more excited <laughs> to play it <laughs> okay i just there's there's something about sonic the hedgehog you can tell me Good news, bad news, no news, mediocre news. Anything (laughs) that makes you think about it. It just gets me so happy. (laughs) It gets me so happy. All right, we're going to get into... We spent way too much time talking about Sonic. I love him. (laughs) We spent way too much time talking about Sonic now. But we're going to segue into the feature presentation. So a second ago... My boy. (laughs) Yeah, a second ago we were talking about my boy, Sonic the Hedgehog. A second ago we were talking about Sonic. (laughs) What was it? What? Oh, oh, he called himself like the Blue Avenger or something in the trailer. I I don't remember. I don't care. Uh, We were talking about him in the trailer being a superhero. Yes. And like, would Sonic be a superhero? I don't think so. If he was, that is the correct way to do it. Yeah. This is (laughs) going to force us to be a segue Mm-hmm. Of like, I love a Christmas Carol. I listen to a version of it read by Tim Curry, mm. and he does a really good job. And I listen to it more than once a year, and I've already listened to it this year. Yeah, you know, listen to it in July, and I listen to it in January and February. But I've listened to it. So this is the first time for this Christmas book. season. Yeah, I like The Christmas Carol, the book, the writing, the performance by Tim Curry specifically. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. Here's where it connects. I don't believe ghosts are real. Mhm. Charles Dickens, I don't believe ghosts he thought ghosts were real either. But he was very uh not like C.S. Lewis or J.R.R. Tolkien level of Christian. Yeah. But like he was not like, even for the time, he was very, uh, like, not afraid to, like, just put it in just whatever reference he wants in his writing. Right. So, there is, like, not, like, overt an- analogies and things in A Christmas Carol. Yeah. But you every time, like, it's about Christmas, and they're not afraid to, he's not afraid to say, like, oh, yeah, and ever since the mighty founder of Christmas and <laughs> all the spirits are like, I have nearly 1,800... Yeah, 1,800 brothers, because there's been 1,800 years since the first Christmas and stuff. Like, it's in some of the language about, like, I see writing on your brow about this and stuff like that. It's very biblical in nature. But uh, what I'm trying to say is, if I believe Charles Dickens didn't believe in ghosts, but, like, in writing this, he was thinking, if ghosts were real, how would that work within my belief system? Yeah. If there is, like, some other, some, like, kind of spirit, like, that would be charged by God to represent his, the celebration of Christ's birthday, what would that look like? It was very, like, grounded in, how does this work in a world according to the Bible? In context and relationship to his faith, yeah. Yeah, and so that, there's my 
pitch. Not so good um, segue from Sonic being a superhero, even though he wouldn't be, even though ghosts aren't real, this is how it would work if they were. Yeah. It was the idea here. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> anyway. So let's get into it. I love a Christmas Carol. <laughs> okay. So I'll take it you're going first. Yeah. Uh, Ebenezer Scrooge, which, by the way, like, why aren't more na- people named Ebenezer, like... I'm I not feel, gonna do it, but I, exactly. I, I feel like, <laughs> everyone, like someone has needs to, everyone someone needs everyone. Someone else needs to name their kid because I I'd, I'd name a kid Scrooge before I named him Ebenezer. It's, yeah, that's the funny thing to me in the in the mythology of yeah. the thing is his last name is Scrooge. Everyone knows him as Scrooge. Yeah, Scrooge is like kind of an insult now. Yeah, but like his nephew, who is like the like most joyous and Christmas filled person ever, is also a Scrooge. Yeah. So like Scrooge, the name is really not that bad to be associated with. Yeah. But here we are. Yeah. <laughs> what of it? Anyway, Ebenezer. I think it's a. I like the stories about Ebenezer's in the Bible. I like the meaning of it. It means stone of remembrance mm-hmm. or stone of help. I like it. I think it's like a good firm name. I I can't name my kid that, but I need the people out there to name their kids that from now on. You need, you need we need a Ebenezer comeback. Yeah, I don't even know if it was a popular name like when this was written. Like maybe maybe but maybe that's the thing. Maybe Charles Dickens had the exact same thought. I'm gonna write this book. There's gonna be a lot of y'all out there gonna read this, gonna start naming their kids Ebenezer. Yeah, well, it kind of fits yeah. with um, like the journey Ebenezer Scrooge goes through. Mm-hmm. The, towards the end, he is like very overcome. <laughs> he's like overcome with joy mm-hmm. and remembrance for what these spirits have done for him. Yeah, um, and so like he as a person is walking around as a like sign of the Lord's will and the quote unquote Christmas spirit, which should just be called the Christian spirit, but Mm -hmm. Christians fail to actually represent that spirit throughout the year. So here we are, but like, that's like what he becomes. He becomes like this firm thing you can look to, to see what is Christmas? Like what is God supposed to be like? It would be Ebenezer. We can remember what God has done for him because the Ebenezer, you write, um, thus far the Lord's help us, helped us on there. And so it's, you go look at that stone, you remember, oh, here's this time God helped me. Same thing with Scrooge. You can look at him and see, look at how God has impacted this man. Anyway, I didn't even plan on talking about this. I just want to talk about the name Ebenezer. But I think it fits into the, like, the whole idea of the story very yes. well. And it, it, it is an easy way to call this story to god and and to relate it to other people be like hey just the name ebenezer and how that interacts with the story and how where that name comes from you can connect it to god pretty easily yeah right so mini presentation so i should (laughs) so when i'm editing this later i should put like uh the theme music in again here (laughs) (laughs) and then then you can come back okay so the real feature presentation so i don't really want to like give you all the details of the story everyone knows the story there's a thousand adaptations of it i don't think any adaptation has matched up to where the book is mm-hmm. uh the closest ap- adaptation has was the has been that i've seen has been the jim carrey version. the jim carrey one which is 
But the Jim Carrey one kind of like loses all the fun mm-hmm. at the same time. Like what's happening in it and the language is really accurate, but it's just like. Which is really sad for an animated yeah. film. Yeah, it's just like. Like even the animation is just like, it's fun, creative animation, but it's just like the spirit isn't there until the end of the movie, which mm-hmm. is like, oh, maybe that's the point. But like when you read the book, the, like the spirit of the story is from the beginning mm-hmm. you can like tell what's going on and you, you just feel even the first chapter you like feel uplifted by it <laughs> like you do yeah. not get that in the movie at all <laughs> no anyway sad times you don't get the that. warm and fuzzies no. in the movie until the very end and even then it might not work because the weird um <laughs> the weird animation <laughs> uh what's it called cell shade no, 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 no! It's motion capture, but yeah, I'm not picking up where something is almost human and it looks weird. Uncanny to... Valley. Yeah, the weird Uncanny Valley of the entire movie. Yeah, it really gets in the way. <laughs> uncanny Valley hits you a lot harder than it hits me. I like the way that movie looks. I like the way Polar Express looks. Polar Express looks better to me because it's not so close mm-hmm. to human. But, like, in this movie, the, like, you can see the pores on Scrooge's nose and stuff, and mm-hmm. it's just a little too much. It's That's, like, the exact place where Uncanny Valley gets me. Yeah. Like, when you saw, like, Princess Leia and uh, Tarkin mm-hmm. in Rogue One, I didn't care at all. I was like, that looks amazing. Yeah. Other people were like, it's the worst thing I've ever seen. Yeah. I'm like, no, this Le- looks fantastic. Leia looks amazing. Tarkin. Tarkin look. I, I can see when little. it's really zoomed into his face yeah. where people have the problem, but that's like less than a second of the film and less than a second of the time he's showing up. <sighs> and the rest of it looks perfect to me. I, love, I don't care. But like this movie, <laughs> this movie, just like the kind of detail they try and put in there. Where, like, even um, Bob Cratchit, like, his face and his skin and everything is super realistic, but his head is just, like, cartoony big that would fit great on a cartoon body, but it's just wrong. And it just, this movie, I, I can't do it. Okay. okay. Anyway, continue. Moving on. <laughs> anyway, that's the best adaptation, movie-wise, that I've seen, but it doesn't catch the spirit right. Right. The, the Mickey's one? Mickey's like captures the, the spirit, spirit, but like nothing else is accurate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, it, but there's some clever like when they change the dialogue. It's really like fun they writing. Still, it. there you go. It's still really fun writing. Yeah. Like uh, when Isabel or Bell is mm-hmm. like talking to Scrooge and he's like, "We have this old contract, and I, I, all these things and." It's really great in the book, but in the mo- in the Disney Mickey one, mm-hmm. it's like I've had our honeymoon cottage ready in reserve for years, and then Scrooge likes, and you missed the last mortgage payment, and kicks her out. <laughs> That's like really funny to me. Yeah, <laughs> but it doesn't hit the you know, whatever. <laughs> We're just gonna get into it. Everybody knows the story. I'm. I really. I like thinking about how to adapt the story and things. We're going to get into it, though. Okay. Okay. What so, I wanted to point out is a few things about a the... Christian Carol. Yeah. <laughs> about the quote-unquote conversion of Scrooge. Okay. that's what we're really seeing. If we want to look at this as an analogy, we're seeing a man 
being converted to Christ mm-hmm. um, and being filled with the Holy Spirit through God's intervention. Yeah. Um, so first, someone, what I want to point out is that someone who bore the punishment that Scrooge would have received interceded for him. So it's very evident in the book that Jacob Marley, his former partner, experiences death and his own punishment. And somehow, it's not really explained, but it's definitely true that Marley has made some arrangement for the story to happen. He's coming to Scrooge and saying, hey, this is what my life is now. You don't want this. I am coming to warn you that you're going to experience three spirits and you should not turn them away. And I have set that up for you. I have somehow, not explained, (coughs) allowed for these and encouraged these spirits to come interact with you. And that is your only chance at salvation. I have given you one chance. You better take it. So what we know biblically is that Jesus, who bore our, the punishment we should have, is constantly interceding for us and making a way for us to receive our salvation. And so that's something I just wanted to point out real quick, that pretty much a very close situation yeah. where we can look to Jesus and see his punishment on the cross and what he went through and realize we deserve that. Yeah. And he bore it anyway when he didn't. Now, Jacob Marley definitely deserves what whatever he's getting. He's he's wrapped up in chains. He's punished with walking the earth uh, for eternity, essentially. Yeah. And he, all these, and at one point, um, Scrooge sees a bunch of other spirits, and it's very obvious their intent mm-hmm. um, is to help the people who are in bad situation, and part of their torture is that they can't help people. Yeah. Now that they understand they should have, they can't. Yeah. Um, and he's he's shown this torture, just like we can look at Jesus and see this is what God went through. This is what we are meant to go through. Mm-hmm. And because he went through that, he can now intercede for us and, and make a way for our salvation. Second, <laughs> it's very evident throughout the story that Scrooge would not change otherwise. Uh, even after meeting the first two ghosts, and there's several times where the first ghost, the ghost of Christmas past, shows up, and he's thinking about something, and then he remembers, I turned away this Christmas caroler earlier in the story. I yeah. wish I would have been able to give him a few pennies or something. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's something. He's realizing that kid was trying to do something nice, and I, I think I should reward him for that. Yeah. Uh, and then he's thinking, oh man, I really should, I would like to say something to to my my bookkeeper right now. And he, he's going through that. And when he, at the end of the Ghost of Christmas Present, he's saying, I have been thinking about making changes to my life. Even then, he still isn't actually going to change that much. He might change for a time, but then mm-hmm. revert back to his Scroogey way, you know? Um, yeah. By and, March, we're back to normal. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a New Year's resolution kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's very clear he would not change back 
unless this happened, like the entire story happened. But it, even that, unless it happened completely, unless he met the ghost of Christmas yet to come mm-hmm. um, and saw exactly where he would end up and not just the possibility of where he would end up, but the certainty of where he would end up unless something happened. Yeah. Uh, and so us as Christians, part of our conversion of our salvation is not just understanding that there's a possibility of us getting eternal punishment and hell, but the certainty that that is what we're getting. Yeah. If we don't make this choice. Yeah. You, I don't believe anyone truly comes to faith without knowing that is a certainty otherwise. Mm-hmm. I think the people who don't realize that's a certainty probably aren't really Christian, don't have a saving faith in them. Uh, and that's sad, but many, uh, we would call these cultural Christians, many cultural Christians hold on to this works-based faith because they hold on to some small notion that there's a way out of hell, mm-hmm. that without God, hell isn't still a certainty. It's just still just a possibility without God to them. Mm-hmm. And that's why they think, if I do the right thing, if I do these and I do this, it will change. I, I can find my way out without God. I, I believe in God, but if I didn't have my, I'm sure I could figure it out. And that's false. And there's no room for that in Christian faith. And that's why I believe just like Scrooge needed to know, hey, this is what's happening if you do not change. That he, If he didn't know that, if he didn't know, hey, people are going to steal your clothes because they have no respect for you. No one's going to want to show up to your funeral unless there's free food. That, can, <laughs> that kind of thing. The only, like, there's a point where he's with the ghost of Christmas yet to come, and he's begging him, hey, show me some tenderness about this man's death, because he refuses to accept that to him, even though all the evidence is pointing that way. The only tenderness that the ghost of Christmas yet to come can show him is people being happy that he's dead, because they will get a better lender on their mortgage because no one's as bad as him. Mm-hmm. That's the best that can happen in his death. Like, that's the reality he had to realize would certainly be true unless he made a real change. And so I believe, like, if he didn't experience the the last ghost, I guess it's the fourth ghost, third or whatever, but if he didn't experience that ghost, I believe it would have just been a few months of change, maybe a small difference, but mm-hmm. not a lasting one. And he would still end up with that future unless he knew that was certain. Once you know hell is certain, outside of God, you don't just hold on to God for a few months or for a few years. You hold on for the rest of your life. And so I think it's pretty necessary for us to understand that when we we choose to follow God. I don't know if you would agree or not. But that's that's. Would you agree? I yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I was gonna say I was like. <laughs> so that, that's a that's a there. <laughs> that's another thing I'm pulling out of this story. The last thing uh-huh. um, I wanted to. Oh, sorry, not the last thing. Third thing I wanted to pull out of the story was Scrooge is the one who makes the decision to change his life. Yeah. Uh, as he says, to live in the past, present, and the future, the spirits of all three will sh- strive within me. Um, the spirit of Christmas will be with him 
throughout the year is what he he pledges. Um, Keep Christmas in his heart, I mean, so. (laughs) Uh, But he is... The ghost of a Christmas present? (laughs) Nope. No. (laughs) Because it's not about Christmas, it's about God. Why don't you understand this? The the Foster special. (laughs) The Foster special. Anyway. um, Hmm. He makes the decision to change his life, but he is not the one who saves himself. Yeah. Uh, And he was only allowed to make this choice because a supernatural being or entity chose to make a way for him to make Interceding into his life. Yeah. Like we said before, interceding. But also... These three spirits of Christmas, past, present, and future, and whatever entity is above them and in charge of them, decide which. <laughs> That's what he should have done. So I'm a. I'm, so I'm Can I talk to your boss? <laughs> <laughs> Who's your manager? <laughs> I'm a man of business. Yeah. Sir? <laughs> I don't think you understand the position that you're in, actually. <laughs> Anyway, continuing. <laughs> so, which I believe Charles Dickens would say, like, God is in charge of these three spirits. Yeah. Um, and that's, I believe, what Scrooge believes is happening, is God is in charge of these three spirits because he talks to the ghost of Christmas present about certain stores that, in poorhouses and things being closed on Sundays in God's name and asking why God... Or he asked why you, the ghost of Christmas present, would close on those days when people are still in need. And the ghost of Christmas present is like, he's a fun guy, but he really gives it to him a few times. (laughs) And he's like, why would you assume that because someone does it in quote unquote, my name or the name of my brothers, that we would ever approve of such a thing? And that's also true for God. But, um... I bring that up because it's very clear that Scrooge associates these beings with coming from God in some way. Because the people who are closing their do- their stores and poorhouses or whatever on Sundays are claiming to do it in the name of God, not in the name of the ghost of Christmas present. Very clearly, that's what he was talking about. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so... Scrooge is not the one who saves himself, but he was allowed to make this choice because... That su- these supernatural beings chose to make a way for him. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so this shows how the quote-unquote contradiction in the Bible works, where we see the argument between Calvinists and Arminians, and uh, where we see the same, not only this, in the same Word of God, but the same author, it, authors in the Word of God. And I'm mainly thinking of Paul, where he talks about the elect and being chosen by God, and these things in the in the um, in the the potter and, and all these things and how God is choosing who will be saved or not also clearly emphasizes your personal choice being the thing that gives you faith and yeah and, and allows saving faith. How do those two work together? And I think the story gives a really good example of how those two can and do work together. So we see Scrooge making the choice Mm -hmm. that changes his life and changes who he is as a person. But the only reason he can make that choice is because he was chosen in the first place 
to be given the opportunity to make that choice in the, at all. We know that if these ghosts didn't intercede on his behalf and show him what they did, the choice would not even be a question in his mind. Yeah. He wouldn't be thinking, wow, should I enjoy Christmas? No, he'd just no, he not enjoy wouldn't Christmas. Care. And you can say that's a passive choice that he's always making, and that's true, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, and that's, I'm following. And that's how it works for us, is God makes a way for us to choose him. Where before God chooses you and me, or any other Christian, mm-hmm. we would never even consider it a possibility, or even a thing that would bother our minds at all. Yeah, there, it wouldn't be a choice we could make unless he chose us first. Yeah. And so that's how that works. That's how God chooses people and we choose him at the same in the same life and how those can both be true. And the, God works outside of time. So, yeah, the timeline, you can do whatever weird stuff about that. But this is a good way to explain that kind of idea to someone of like, yeah, Scrooge makes the choice at the end of the story, he very clearly is saying, I am choosing to live a different life. Well, even I was going to say something to I'm, talk about in that yeah. said film, but in the story, um, within a very linear, like, Scrooge is going through experiencing them past, present, yet to come. Um, yeah. And he makes that choice at the end of that whole journey. And yet simultaneously for them, past, present, and yet to come, are all working on him at the same time. Right. And so that's how God and, works on us. Where and that's it's just even like, true within the story where yeah. Scrooge thinks this is happening Christmas Eve night, the day after Christmas Eve night, yeah. the day after that. And then he gets to the end of the story and he's like, oh, they did it all in one night. Well, of course they can. They can do whatever they want. You know? Yeah. It's actually all happening to him at the same time. And yes. if you want to look at some linear timeline of this going on. But he believes, I spent a whole day with this guy, and now it's 1 o'clock in the morning again for the next night. And, and that's why he screams out the window, what day is it? Because he has no idea. He yeah. thinks maybe it's New Year's. Maybe it's been two months. He has no idea. Yeah. You know. But it, continue with your point. I just wanted to point out, like, hey, that's actually in the story. That Yes. They're all doing this at the same time. Yes. It, well, yeah, that's all. I just wanted to make that other comparison to God or that they, I mean, within the story, they work for God, like you pointed out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that they are representative of God in that way where it's like within this whole Armenian, not Armenian. And Calvinist. Yes. Debate. And Calvinist debate where it's like, you know, like, where does it go? Well, it goes both ways. We as humans who experience time in a linear fashion are like Scrooge. We see past first, and then we see the present, and then we see the future, and that's how our brains process everything. And, and then, then we get to make a choice. And then we make our choice, and we live, well, I guess the rest of our future <laughs> accordingly. Yeah. Um, but with that being said, like, for, from the timeline of, like, the ghosts, like, all of that happened in one night. All of that happened at the same time. They all worked on him at one o'clock in the morning at the, you know, in the same moment past, present, and future all came together to give him the chance to make that choice. They didn't force him to make the choice, mm-hmm. but they, they knew what his answer was going to be at the end of it, and that's yeah. why there was a And that's why they're there yeah. in the first place. Yeah, they're um, not wasting their time. They yeah. know what's coming. And so how I often think about it is like mm-hmm. this Armenian point of view is just 
how does this work according to man? Mm -hmm. How do I experience this? Well, in my experience, I was once not saved and I learned and then I chose. Mm -hmm. So clearly it's my choice and that's how it works. Yes. And then the Calvinist point of view would be, well, how does God see this? Yes. Clearly he chose you or else you would, he has a plan. He's omnipotent. He's all powerful. Mm -hmm. Clearly, he's the one who's in charge of who chooses him because that's how that has to work. Right. I don't remember <laughs> if this was a an idea that I scrapped or an idea that I did for literally like the very first episode that we recorded and then we dropped it or if this was just like a very epi early episode or not. But um, Secret Wars, Doctor yeah, Doom. you did that one. Did I do this one? Yeah. Okay, but yeah, no, no, no. The, the thing that like won me over to that idea was like reading that comic book and being like, Dr. Doom, like, freaking out because he's like, everything that I could imagine happening happens because, like, that's just the level of power that he has. He's, you know, just yeah. a dude. So, anyway, but no, no, no. Like, for God, like, his, like, for him, he made a plan. It's set in stone. Sorry. There's no, <laughs> yeah. like, he From thought the, it up if and you so it's done. place God in our understanding of time, at the beginning of time, he knew exactly who would be saved, who wouldn't be saved, how that would happen. Yep. How they would all interact with each other. Mm -hmm. So yeah, he chose, but that doesn't mean you didn't choose it also. Yeah. And that's how those two things can coincide and how I, I think the story of A Christmas Carol really shows how mm -hmm. that happens. Yeah. It's just like how you can go to Applebee's with a friend and both choose two for 20. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Last thing I want to point out, very, not insignificant, but very simple thing is that we mm -hmm. see a lasting change in Ebenezer Scrooge. Yes. Not just this yes. temporary change that we talked about before. The For story, a year or so. Yeah, the story does make a point. That he, like, to his death, mm -hmm. you never met a man who kept Christmas better. Yeah. That kind of thing is what it says. Yeah. Um, and so it's not just a year or so that he does this, but a lasting and entire life encompassing change. It changes the way he runs his business. Mm -hmm. It changes the way he interacts with the charity people Tiny and the Tim. and Tiny Tim and the, Tiny all the Tim. and his family and, and all the things he does in his life has changed. Not just oh, I am gonna give to the poor during Christmas time. What a nice person am I? It's every aspect of his life has changed and it's changed for the rest of his life. And that's what saving faith yeah. looks like. That's the type of change that you expect to see and, and you want to see in yourself mm -hmm. that signifies true faith and the power of Holy Spirit in your life. In fact, like I just read before, he seems to promise to hold the spirits within him. Yeah. And that's what like allows him to continue on is like, I will hold the past and the present and the future and the lessons they taught me within me. I will keep Christmas in my heart uh, throughout the whole year is what he says. He's saying, like, yeah. these lessons, the spirit of this experience, the, the, pretty much the spirit of God through the lens that I understand the story, mm -hmm. um, is something I'm keeping in with in with me, and that's not something that leaves him for the rest of his life. And yeah. it's, it's not just, I learned my lesson, now I'm different. It's, no, this is something that is sustaining me and changing everything. Um, and that's that's the last thing I wanted to point out, is that the, the way Scrooge reacts is the way we identify, is one of the many ways we identify as saving faith and power of 
the Holy Spirit in someone's life mm-hmm. is a lasting, all-encompassing change to their life, not just they became a Christian and for a few months they were really nice. And now they're pretty much the same person, but they hey, go to good church for them. on And now they're pretty much the same person, but they go to church on Sundays. So yeah. I guess they're a Christian. That's not what a Christian looks like. Yeah. Um, but anyway, did you have anything else to add? No, 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 no. Just the one thing about the timeline. Yeah. That was, that was my one point that I really wanted to right. talk about. We're getting into Rudolph. So, what if I told you that we've got Dasher, Dancer, Blitzen, all of them. So many. He's got all the reindeer. Santa Claus does, okay? Yep. But there's one, one little, little buddy. <laughs> More important than any of the other reindeer. Yeah. And that... Do I recall him? I hope. (laughs) No. Who is it? It's Rudolph, the red-nosed reindeer. Now, here's the thing about him. He's not just red-nosed. He's a straight-up G. He's... he's, (laughs) Oh, my gosh. He's a reindeer, but he's goaded. Um, He... He, his nose is so this red. This man pulls poggers every Christmas. Every Christmas. He could, hypothetically, you his nose is so shiny, one could even say that it glows. <laughs> one could. You know, now that you say that. What's up? Uh, I've never understood it. Uh, what? How Rudolph has a glowing nose, or? I mean, well, yeah, but here, because see, okay, I'm gonna. I get. I'll, I'll talk about it for okay. one second. So the way you they say it in the song in the mm-hmm. story, it's kind of like if you ever saw it, you'd say it glows. Yeah. And we're always like, oh, so there's a light bulb on his on the tip of his snout. Yes. Right. But I, it kind of seems more like it's so just like shiny and mm-hmm. reflective that like, yes yes you would say it's glowing because yes, that's what it exactly looks like. exactly and it kind of reminds me of like the the tear or the piece of like the moon or star or whatever thing from the hobbit that, oh like, oh it doesn't matter how much light is around it it's so good at like enhancing and reflecting light yes. that it always looks like it's glowing yeah but if there's truly no light around it it won't be able to but there's never it's never little, truly that dark. It's never truly that dark. So even in Smog's cave, yeah, when there should be no light hitting underneath the mountain, yeah. it's providing glow. Yeah, Same, that's what's on Rudolph's nose. That's what his <laughs> nose is made of. Yes, they just added you know some saying, red though? food dye. Have you read The Hobbit? You know I, what I'm talking yes, about. Yes, I've read okay. The Hobbit multiple times. Do you remember times. The, what that thing is? I don't it's re- like a piece of crystal sunlight. <sighs> My or, brain keeps wanting to see. Uh, like a, a tear of Idrisil, and I'm, it's just not right. Yeah. It's not like maybe it is some, like tear of the stars, yeah, held in the crystal. Or, yeah, I don't, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I don't know, but it's anyways, it's gonna bother someone listening. <laughs> we couldn't remember these idiots. <laughs> I'm gonna call J.K. Rowling. And <laughs> <laughs> Sir, why are you why are you calling J.K. Rowling? Well, I need a fantasy nerd. <laughs> well, she's not she really. The... Oh yeah, she's actually she's not into. She just wrote. She just wrote her she own She was just a single thing. mom who was, was like, like, what if I wrote I about a wizard she have boy? Kids? <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I want to say she was like a single mom who I became don't... one of the richest people. The richest art, uh, author ever. Yes. <laughs> Off of seven books. 
I mean, seven's not a small number for books. Seven is not a small number. But a, sev- a seven-piece series, and, like, meanwhile, there's other art- or artists, authors like James Patterson, who are just like, have one out every four months, let's go. Stephen King, like, just... And he's, like, barely getting by. Yeah, just vomiting out. All of his money goes to his printer ink. But no. Anyways, Rudolph. I actually don't... I can talk about Rudolph here, but... Um, I talk about Rudolph in culture. No, 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 (laughs) What are you talking about? We'll get to it. But first I just want to say like, okay, so basically the main premise here is, you know how like in, there's like a ton of Christmas films out there. Okay. There's like so many Christmas movies. Mm -hmm. Um, and in like half of them, there's this really annoying trope. That's really played out. I don't celebrate Christmas. I don't celebrate. <laughs> what do you mean you don't celebrate Christmas? Well, my family ruined Christmas. So, like, you like Christmas, but you, you're scared of it. No. <laughs> I'm not scared of anything. <laughs> Christmas Just, is for babies. Yeah. <laughs> Pass me my drink and let me celebrate my own way. Well, <laughs> that's my favorite yeah. thing from yeah. a Christmas carol. Yes. I'll keep it in my own way. But, Uncle, you don't keep it at all. Yes. <laughs> Yes, it's a great... Uh, thank you for... Because I figured you'd appreciate that. Yeah, anyway. Um, but anyways, um, point is, there's a super, like, grouchy, curmudgeon person, mm-hmm. and they don't want to celebrate. Christmas with the cranks. Yes, <laughs> and exactly right. So there's, like, Fred Claus or Elf or Santa Claus 3. There's just somebody out there... Every Hallmark movie. Every Hallmark Someone's movie. in there just like, I, I don't like it. Yeah, the, the, the Netflix Christmas bot video that you sent me. For <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but it's just, it's just like, it's just like every single Christmas story has the one character who hates Christmas. Oh, <laughs> but everyone else in the film it's loves like, Christmas. What's wrong with that guy? And loves them, and they turn away from and refuse all love. Now, I've been reading Romans lately. I've been going through Romans. I like Romans. Okay. Um, <laughs> Say it one more time. Romans. Thank you. <laughs> For the audience. For the audience. Real quick, Rowan as a name. Don't like it. You don't like Rowan as a name? No. No? It's just, um, it's Roman. It's not Rowan, it's Roman. Say it right. Like, like I don't care if it's its own thing. It's I'm, My brain's like, you're clearly just mispronouncing this other thing. So and how, that annoys what me. about Roman? If I named my kid Roman? That, that'd that be perfect. Perfect? Yeah, I'd like that. Yeah? Ebenezer Roman. Ebenezer <laughs> Roman Chavez. Just every culture is represented in my child. Exactly. <laughs> we have the Babylonians, <laughs> the Mexicans, and the, the, the Italian, and the, I guess. <laughs> what, Ebenezer? Ebenezer. Oh, the Roman. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Or, no, yes, yes. Where'd you yeah. get Babylonians from? Ebenezer. That's just like oh, I'm thinking Nebuchadnezzar. Hebrew. I'm thinking Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah. My bad. My bad. My bad. Anyways, Hebrews, yeah, Romans, and the Mexicans, but no Americans. No Americans. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> no. Two extinct cultures. <laughs> <laughs> We're hanging on, boys. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> Romans. <laughs> to read a little chunk out of Romans, um, because I thought that this just perfectly encapsulated um, this Christmas trope. Um, so this obviously being from the perspective of literally everyone else in the Christmas film. Um, <laughs> but basically, Romans twelve nineteen through twenty one reads. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath, for it is written, It is mine to, to avenge, I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, 
Give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Um, and so, yeah, basically, I had to, I wanted to settle on a movie, and so I was, like, battling around with different Christmas movies, and I figured Elf would be probably, from what I've heard about, Elf would be a great example of I got of this. something for Elf, so. Yeah. yeah. But you gotta watch it. I have to watch Elf. Because you're gonna love it. Yes, I, I would love it. I know I would. It sounds hilarious and amazing. Yeah, and I, there's so many Rankin-Bass references in it that you... You'd get the sonic. You get the sonic feeling. You'd just be watching it and I feel always, joy. I want the sonic feeling. <laughs> Only Sonic gives me the sonic feeling. <laughs> no. Um, anyways. Anyway. Uh, but anyway, I settled on Rudolph um, because in Rudolph um, there is uh, there's the character of Hermie. Yeah. He wants to be a dentist. Yeah. And everyone else wants to ruin his day. <laughs> um, and uh, there's Rudolph, same exact thing. Rudolph goes through his life and he just wants to be a dude with a glowing nose. And everyone, even his dad, is just like doing it the, the frozen style. Just push it down. Don't let anybody <laughs> see your gift. And as soon as it does, isolate yourself <laughs> that's hate yourself yes and they won't hate you because you're taking care of that <laughs> <laughs> parenting <laughs> thank you Disney. be afraid of yourself so they can't be afraid of you there you go thanks dad thanks dad um but yeah so to to, to take this first thanks into... dasher is that the is that rudolph's dad it's is dasher it, right is it dasher you should know this i should I want to say, I want to say it's Dasher. Yeah, it's Dasher. I'm pretty because, sure. Because they were like, oh, we just need the most famous of them. The, the first one from the song. <laughs> you know Rudolph. <laughs> <laughs> I know that one. Well, do you recall the most famous reindeer fall? Dasher. <laughs> also Rudolph. <laughs> <laughs> you know Rudolph and Rudolph and Rudolph. And, <laughs> and that has to exist on YouTube. That has to somebody, somewhere. somebody has made that. And I want to listen to it now. You know Dasher and Rudolph. <laughs> also more Dasher. And probably some Blitzen. <laughs> you might know some others. <laughs> but do you recall the one you definitely do? <laughs> <laughs> he is super cool. Back to Rudolph and Dasher. <laughs> I don't know if I'm keeping this, but anyway, um, <laughs> I'm so glad you edit now. <laughs> Anyways, um, Romans, to break this down, um, basically, uh, so yes, I wanted to take, I wanted to take Rudolph because Rudolph, we have these Island of Misfit Toys people. We have all of these people who don't belong into the society of North Pole because everyone else is being genuinely pretty mean to them you have uh minor minor 49er guy i forget his name is, is it the minor dude is that not his name <laughs> is that not his name i can't remember his name but like everyone everyone has um <laughs> minor minor 49er <laughs> that's, that's, no that's not it that's not it that, it's just that's just that's just a thing. Minor uh, Rudolph. Explorer dude <laughs> from Rudolph. 
the red nose. You know it's going to pull it up. There he is. Yukon Cornelius. Cornelius. I feel like we went through this last time. <laughs> <laughs> we did. All right, all right, all right. But yeah, so Yukon Cornelius. Uh, minor 49. I love how genuine. Yeah, that's not his name. <laughs> I don't know who Minor Minor 49er is. <laughs> That's just something people say. That's just something people say. Yeah, it's just an expression <laughs> of of because of the of adventure gold rush. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> point is, um, adventure boy, Yukon <laughs> Cornelius, um, and all these. Well, Yukon Cornelius, the Island of Misfit Toys, and along with Rudolph and, and Hermy, they just they're. They're misfits. They are completely thrown out of the world that they live in because they just don't fit in with the popular boys. Right. Exactly. Um, <laughs> and in return, I wanted to look at, like, Hermie specifically because Hermie, like, the whole time that, like, people are being, you know, generally the worst to him, um, he's constantly like, oh, but, like, I can, you know, do you mean to look at your teeth for you? Can I, like, do this for you? He's, like, yeah. he's, like, genuinely being, He is embodying like, do not repay evil with evil or exactly. reviling with reviling. Yes, but yeah. overcome evil with good. Yeah. And so, and that's, and I think Rudolph specifically really um, encapsulates that last part, that, but overcome evil with good, where it's, like, by the end of it, like, obviously everyone has to acknowledge he's kind of a G and the right. best. Um <laughs> And he and has, you would even say he glows. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, but yeah, uh, but no, it's important to realize, like, like in the beginning of it, I that ver- I could have just skipped verse nineteen, but I kept it for a reason. But the do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath, for it is written, it is mine to avenge; I will repay, says the Lord. Yeah. Um, and I left that in there just to talk about that stance that, like, we as Christians should remember, <laughs> and then also talking about these these types of Christmas movies as well. We often want to like jump the gun and like like blow up on somebody basically, um, but it is the Lord's place to take revenge on our account. Um, and oftentimes, that's not the course that He takes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's because like as we look at these movies, you know, like uh, I brought up Fred Claus briefly when I was like lifting off films, but like Fred Claus or something. Like these people, they always come around at the end of the movie and like, oh, like. You know, I didn't want to be Santa because Santa ruined my life. But like, I Santa was an absentee father. Yes, exactly, exactly. Uh, dude, he's off three hundred and sixty-four days. I just get over yourself. Like, <laughs> you but could... like on the one day that mattered. Yes. Okay. I he... mean, I can kind of get it. But like, he was there for like every other kid, but me, his own kid. Yeah. I mean, I kind of, I think that's a kind of cool premise, honestly. It's. I mean, sure. For like a B film, I guess that Count Fred Claus. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah. Anyways, but in these films, like the person always comes around, and so like using like this Christian metaphor here, where it's like oftentimes God does not just like strike down evildoers, and it's because everyone genuinely deserves a chance to accept Him, and they can't do that. Well, they don't deserve it, but they get the chance. Okay, fair, 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 fair. In the same way that you and I, quote unquote, deserve it. If I deserve it, everyone on this earth deserves it. Yes. Yeah. 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 No. No. I. Yeah. Misspoke there. Definitely. But <laughs> like very definitely. Um. But either way. Um. Yeah. That's just that's the way that this goes. Where it's like in this story, um, we can look at like I think the character that encapsulates this the best is the Yeti. 
um, the Abominable Snowman. Like, he comes in, and he's chasing them the whole time, minor, minor, 49er. And he just um, has a toothache. And he just has a toothache. But they, you know, he's chasing after them, and the whole time, they're like, oh my gosh, we have to run away from this guy, we gotta escape him. And then at the end of the film, like, oh, no, don't attack him, don't seek out revenge, uh, don't, you know, Gandalf yourself, <laughs> Mr. Yukon Cornelius, and, like, try to kill the both of you in this snow fight. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, what a man. What a guy. Like, truly, like, legend status. Um, but no. Um, I canon. Yukon Cornelius is Santa's son. <laughs> I... I see. He was just, he was just, he was like, just like kicked out as a child. He was yeah. He was like, I want to search for gold, and he was like, No. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. You're... I mean, young Santa Claus in Rankin Bass has that red beard, and yeah. you know, yeah, 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 very similar looking. Very similar looking. Anyway. It's kind of suspicious, <laughs> but anyways, um, and he was perfectly fine with throwing out Hermie and Rudolph. So apparently. Apparently that's what he does. I was going to say, there is an I- a whole island of misfit toys. Yeah. Um, so. But yes. Um, but I think I think that the Abominable Snowman is the character that, like, emphasizes and, like, embodies that the best. Where it's like, yeah, no, don't seek out revenge on him. Because there is a whole redemption arc where, like, he becomes super cool by the end of the film and helps them put the star on the top of the tree. Yeah. Like, it, he's... Like a G. Like a G. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, if... As this film says, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he has a toothache, give him a, uh, a little tap with your hammer. A little tap with the hammer, and it's good, I guess. <laughs> I think um, he pulls a tooth. He taps it, and then he pulls it. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's what it or is. Like, what it is. either hammers it back in. Or he pulls it out. Or he pulls it out, I don't remember. Yeah. But okay. either way. Um, but yeah, if I, he is thirsty, give him some eggnog. And, like, <laughs> um, and if do not give him burning coals as Santa Claus would that's Santa Claus's place like Santa Claus and God <laughs> pour out the wrath yes, it's yes. not your job um, mm-hmm. th- th- this was an interesting point you brought up at the beginning where you're yeah. talking about there's always this grumpy character and I guess a very grumpy th- character you could, all, you could probably link all that back to Scrooge, to Scrooge. <laughs> yeah and, or, and you see like a more modern day the Grinch or mm-hmm. All these things, you see some character who's just a jerk about Christmas for no good reason. Yeah. <laughs> um, point is, in those stories, in what what I just talked about, God intervenes. And mm-hmm. um, the Grinch episode you we had, yeah. where you talked about the Grinch, they, Cindy Lou Who reaches out to the Grinch and meets him where he's at, yeah. like you're talking about right now. Yeah. And what is happening in... Rudolph mm-hmm. is there's these misfits that are not right according to North yes. Pole society. Yes, uh, the dictatorship of Santa Claus, yeah. who won't intervene on their behalf. Of course, they had to <laughs> fall behind this like flying lion eagle god, but like whatever. Yeah. Anyway, the point <laughs> is, um, there's these people yeah. and. Let's say that this North Pole society is kind of like the church, where, like, the flying eagle god, that's God, right? He's actually taking care of things, but, yeah. like, the church can see someone who just does things differently. Mm-hmm. This guy wants to be a dentist, but we're telling him he has to be this thing. Well, all everyone in the church it worships this way, but that guy raises his hands and sings louder because he's actually feeling it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that kind of thing going on in the church. Those people feel like outcasts. Yeah. And we often, as a church, will pay them 
heaping burning coals instead of love and, and those and those burning coals can come in different forms right is another thing and, but and we look at their differences and we say well clearly there's something wrong with them they're not loving god properly but in reality they're just different and that's what's happening in rudolph yeah. is rudolph like it's just assumed that he can't do christmas right it's assumed that because even though she says i'm cute yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Even though Hermie is just like, hey, I think we eat a lot of candy. We, sh- we should have a dentist. And I yeah. think I have a passion for that. Yeah. They're like, you can't do Christmas, right? Because you're an elf and you should make toys. Yeah. These other toys, you you aren't falling in line with our design for you. So you can't bring a kid happiness. There's yeah. so- clearly, there's something wrong with you. And we need to figure out how to fix it, or just shun you. Yeah. And that's what can happen in the church often, very sadly. But the truth is, they can people can just be different. Yeah. People can just be more different than you're comfortable with. Mm-hmm. And you shouldn't pay them with reviling or even consider them to be people you need to, like, excommunicate or shun or, or push away. Or even if you think they're Christians, you should... N- shouldn't consider them someone you can't interact with yeah what's happening in rudolph is like none of these people are doing christmas wrong they're just doing it different and like having different priorities but like yeah. still genuinely caring about the holiday and the like the mission of of the of the yeah. nation state of the north fall or whatever <laughs> you know and that's what and that's <laughs> glory to the north pole <laughs> the fatherland <laughs> <laughs> the Father Christmas land. Anyway, I liked, I liked that comparison very much. But yes, continue. Anyway, so like that, I I think that's what you're pointing out is like yes. the these people, these misfits, mm-hmm. they're not doing anything wrong. No, they're not the Grinch. They're not the Scrooge. They're not this archetypal character. But the people in the story think they are, mm-hmm. and that's kind of what happened to Jesus. Even interacting with the the Jewish faith was like look at that guy he's insane like yeah we need to kill him we need to get him out of here we need to shut him up whatever we need to throw his name in the dirt we need to do whatever we can to get rid of this guy and then jesus in turn like killed them with kindness like he's (laughs) he you know he was kind to them till the day that he died i mean flipping tables excluded and so like like the story of rudolph we can look at and say like don't do that to someone just because they're different. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean they're not a believer. That doesn't mean they're not loving God well. Yeah. That it's not like Scrooge where he's not keeping Christmas. He these people are keeping God in their actual own way. Mm-hmm. You know? And so <laughs> the way that's a lesson for us as a church, but for us when we're in that situation, or for the people hearing this that might be in that situation where they're just do things a little differently, but they have a very intimate and close and loving relationship with god but it's just different than most people take heart and know like don't pay them back yeah what they're giving you just because you feel outside doesn't mean you should also push them away um yeah that and that's kind of what we can learn from the the crew and rudolph (laughs) is that like hey boys like they they never repaid them what was honestly due within this church setting. But they turn to the the ones that are like them and that could understand. They turn to God who can always understand and they show love and kindness in return. And 
what ended up happening is they realized is the community realized oh there's an advantage to you being different and maybe there's not always like that clear advantage of well someone needs to lead the sleigh we can't see <laughs> every one of these elves is, has their teeth falling out that kind of difference like maybe there's not that clear advantage of like oh look that guy's gifted in music and so we put him on the worship team or whatever sure, sure. but there is a benefit to diversity outside of just diversity's sake. There's more of God you can see when it's not all through one lens. When there's differences among the the body parts of the church, that's a good thing. Hmm. And the church always needs to grow in that. But you can hold fast to that truth if you're in that situation to some point, because you might be believing some things are okay that aren't, but speaking to people who aren't doing that you can hold fast to that and like look at okay maybe not think what did rudolph do but look at this story and see a good analogy for what jesus did in his life um anyway rudolph is jesus correct (laughs) thank you (laughs) he leads us i'm glad you noticed though we rejected him he comes in and leads us through the storm You sounded like a... Like a preacher. Like, like a preacher. <laughs> like a crazy preacher. Yes. <laughs> anyway, thanks for being here, guys. We really appreciate you listening to us because we both talked about the Christmas stories that we probably have an unhealthy obsession with. Yeah. But it's fine. And yeah. we, we actually brought something like legitimately new from the Rudolph story. And yeah. So I, I'm, I'm okay with you not putting again at the end of this. Okay. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, we did it. Um... So thanks for being here. Elias, you got anything you want to say? Um, no, I do, actually. Yeah. What get, what, I have a question for the audience. What gives you guys that sonic feeling? <laughs> we could put it as a spole, uh, poll on Spotify. <laughs> if you want a to. Spole. A, a spot a poll. A spole. <laughs> one one spole, please. Uh, a polify. <laughs> no. We're going to polify that. It's like a verb. It's a polify. <laughs> I actually have, I kind of vibe with polify. Yeah. But not as a noun. Not as a noun. Spole is a noun. Yeah. I don't know what a spole is, but it's a it's noun. It's a spoon in a bowl. Spole. A really big spoon. Not a ladle. Bigger than that. <laughs> Do so. you have anything to say? Anyway, yes. Um, I just wanted to let you guys know that it's Christmas. And if you wanted to send us any, any Merry Christmas wishes... Uh, you've got a myriad of ways that you can contact us. Uh, you can contact us at Facebook. And- we, should re- we will return them in kind. Um, I think Elias has a fun time coming up with new ways to like wish people a happy holiday season, Christmas time. I do. Aside from saying Merry Christmas or whatever. Yeah. You're just like, Yuletide blessings to you all. (laughs) Don we now our gay apparel. (laughs) Have you donned any gay apparel this year? Blessings. Blessings. (laughs) Yes. Um, that's a yeah. lie. <laughs> yes, that is me. What a bit. Anyways, as I was saying, <laughs> um, but yeah, if you want to contact us, uh, whether with like an idea for a future episode, a comment on a previous one, um, or just like I said, to say Merry Christmas, you can contact us uh, via our, our handles on uh, Facebook or Twitter at OCVEPod, or you can email us at OCVEPod at gmail.com. And then finally, we actually have a website. It's up, functioning, running even. Um, so OCVEPod.com. Um, 
So there you go. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I said, just contact us if you have anything to say. But the only thing I have left to say is I love you guys. Uh, have a very Merry Christmas um, season, I suppose, since we're going to have a couple more Christmas episodes. Yeah. Um, go out and jingle your bells. Yes. Yeah. Go on. Go out there. <laughs> Let me hear them jingling around out there in the streets. <laughs> Anyway, thanks guys for being here. We really appreciate it. We had a good time talking and we hope you had a good time listening. All right. Bye. Bye.